Chapter Thirteen of A Candle for Our Lady by Regina Victoria Hunt. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Chapter Thirteen. Come, you've done enough work for today. Isabel called to Jim as she and Joan came into the orchard, bearing trays of bread, cold meat, and a pitcher of milk. It's midday, and the sun's too hot to work. Reluctantly, Jem dropped to the ground from the spreading apple tree, capped with a foam of pink blossoms. It had been good to put his hands to work again, Reeves seeing to it that he performed only the lighter tasks. And indeed, he was quite fit, only a purplish bruise and a thin scar over the left temple remained as evidence of his near-fatal wound. But his mind was burdened with thought of his benefactor. Laying aside pruning fork and shears, he asked, "'No more word from Sir William?' Not but that he sent father, Isabel replied, pouring a mug of milk for each of them, that he was well accommodated in London, and daily expected his hearing before the council. A week ago, Joan was thoughtfully chewing a thick slice of cold beef. He has been gone over a fortnight. Jim clenched his hands. Oh, I wish I'd gone along with him. You couldn't then, Isabel reminded him. You weren't strong enough to ride that far. "'Anyway,' said Joan, "'what possible assistance could you have been? "'A country boy not yet fourteen. "'At least I'd known how tis faring with him, "'and then—a spark lighted Jim's eyes. "'I do know someone at court.' "'At court?' "'Isabel's face was now alive with interest. "'You, Jim?' "'Joan stared at her brother, "'as if she thought the delirium returning. "'Why, why, brother, are you out of your mind?' No, no, Jim laughed at their expressions. Think, Joan, have you forgotten the Norrises? The squire of Norham Hall and his nephew, who stayed with us the night just before last Martinmas? Oh, Joan breathed in relief. Aye, but— Well, Richard Norris bade me at parting to seek him out if ever I came to London. Jim broke off as Reeves, the steward, strode into the orchard from the manor walk. A look of worry creased the servant's brows. Best you get indoors, youngsters. Why, father? Isabel asked, but she was on her feet instantly, gathering up their dishes. There's a company coming through the park, villagers mostly. They're in a riotous mood. It may be they blame Sir William. Blame Sir William? Jim followed quickly through the garden, and thence to the rear of the manor house. For what? Interfering twixt them and Sydney, they're at Walsingham. Fools! Reeves was losing patience with the situation. Think they'd see Sir William was only trying to save them from disaster and such bloody vengeance as overtook the Lincoln rioters and the Pilgrims of Grace. As they reached the raftered hall, shouts of, Sir William Waltham, and, Restore the shrine, mingled with a dangerous chant, Down with Cromwell's gang, down with Sidney. The old porter appealed to Reeves. What shall I do? Shall I say the master? No. Reeves took up his steward's staff and held it truncheon-like before him. Emit two or three as spokesmen. The porter relayed the word, and Jim saw two stalwart figures enter through the heavy oaken doors. Before these could be closed, a dozen more had pushed through behind them. We want Sir William, was their gruff greeting when they saw only the steward. State your business, Reeves demanded, while Jim beside him felt mounting dread, mingled with a thrill born of danger. He was conscious, too, of the girls hovering behind him, dependent on them for protection. 
We want the shrine restored, Reeves, and we want Sir William's hand on a petition to be sent up to London to the council. Oh, Reeves' face relaxed a bit. You're a little late for that, friends. No matter for jest, Reeves, said one of the men. We know well enough that the chapel, the priory, I, the very image of Our Lady, have been destroyed, but we'll petition the King's grace to make restitution, unless Sir William has been cozened by Cromwell's hirelings. Sir William, the steward replied tartly, is a prisoner. He's in London at this moment, awaiting hearing before the King's council. A prisoner? The whole delegation showed surprise. Sidney's work? Who else? Come, let's avenge good Sir William. We'll fire Sidney's house. Hold! Reeves was wholly exasperated now, and Jem thought, a little afraid, for this news of the knight's detention had the effect of fuel added to already blazing fire. Have you no sense at all? It's for incitation to riot and sedition that Sir William stands accused. Any act of violence now, especially towards Sidney, would only serve as testimony against my master. Jem watched the faces of the men gathered there under the oak-beamed ceiling. The atmosphere was tense, explosive, and the steward, though he spoke truth, lacked both the power of authority and the art of suasion. Impulsively, Jem said, Why don't you petition the King's grace for Sir William's release? Petition? One of the tenants was interested. Well, now, the lad speaks sense. We'll show that Sir William was denounced out of private malice. He called to one of their number. Here, Master Scrivener, let's frame another petition. In a few minutes, the small bespeckled notary was seated at the drawing table, while the men of manor and village stood around him, dictating the suggested additions to their petition. As the quill scratched over the sheet of parchment, Jim glanced at his companions, catching the grateful look in Reeve's eyes, the admiration in Isabel's. Even Joan, who didn't often approve Jim's impulsive gestures, appeared relieved and a little proud. When the writing was finished, and they had all, including the steward, set their hands to it, the question rose, Who will be the bearer to London? A short embarrassed silence enveloped the group. Then talk resumed. "'Twill be a week's journey at best, a fortnight or more there and back. A considerable charge, too. Well, we'll all contribute to a purse. Reeves, you're the man of us all with most reason and influence. I dare not, the steward protested. Sir William would never excuse my leaving the manor in his absence. Aye, that's true, tis your charge. But who in London would hear us country clods, anyway? A thought that had been simmering in Jem's mind for some time now leaped forth. They'll heed me. In the astonished silence he went on. I have a connection at court, a gentleman who is in personal attendance on the king. You're young, lad, for such an errand said the hoar-headed villager who had done most of the talking. "'And not of the duchy,' added Reeves. "'All the better,' insisted Jem, cheeks flushed, a sparkle of enthusiasm in his voice. "'My youth will testify to my innocence, and that I'm a stranger will witness to Sir William's goodness and to the fame of Walsingham Shrine.' "'Very well, boy,' said Reeves, seeing the rest easily persuaded by Jem's untutored eloquence. "'But remember,' London's an evil place to be a stranger. In these suspicious times, any unwary speech or action can trust one, like a fowl, on the Lord Cromwell's skewers. Jim laughed, his dark eyes dancing. I'm too small a bird for his lordship's spit, and if you'll trust me with the parchment, I'll be going. Today? 
Jem was incredulous, as, taking the parchment, Jem headed for the stables. Why not? The sooner the better for Sir William's sake. Let me go with you, she begged as he saddled Roland. What? A little girl? No, no. Stay you here with Isabel. Jem blushed and became very busy with Roland's girth strap, for, just as he mentioned her name, Isabel chipped into the stable. I came to wish you Godspeed, she said with that tilt of the head that gave her face and form an elfin look. Thanks, said Jem, thinking how the sunlight caught her hair like spun gold. He led Roland out and sprung into the saddle. We'll be praying for the success of your mission, won't we, Joan? Yes, at Our Lady of Walsingham's shrine in the chapel. With a quick motion, Isabel reached up and slipped something small and shining into Jem's hand. For your journey, she whispered, as, hand in hand with Joan, she hurried inside. End of chapter 13